Look at here, it is us once again. We are the Stars of Destiny podcast. I am your host, Marco Flores, uh, Nerd in the Bay. On the other end is uh, Luca Blight. Luca, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Welcome uh, all Highlanders, Harmonians, and uh, even, yes, you state pigs. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> new podcast. Yeah, it's been a while since, oh God, it's been a good while since our last episode. Uh, you know... As as content creators or Luca Blight trying to slay pigs on that on the other end, uh, uh, we get pretty busy and we know we're trying to do our own thing and we try to build up what we're trying to do on our own on end. With like me just trying to you know build up the channel on my end and Luca with uh, streaming of a bunch of games you've been doing sweet coding lately, uh, you've been doing some Pokemon lately as well as back to your your mobile games on your YouTube channel as well. Um, how's things been going on your end uh, when it comes to creating content? Uh, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've grown uh, quite a bit since, since we last talked, probably three times the amount, uh, three times we've grown yeah. on both YouTube and, and uh, Twitch. We've done quite well. Uh, we've, we've got a lot of people in the community now and it's, it's, it's going well. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. People are really enjoying the the Suikoden playthroughs, especially. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's that's you know had a lot of people ask, you know, when's the next podcast? I'm like, well, soon. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, just uh, almost like a, a full disclosure. Uh, Luca Blight like just asked me like, hey, people are asking about it. So I was like, oh, really? Okay. Well, shoot. Let's let's go do another one. Um, so yeah, it's just us here back in again. Um, we're probably doing like a reintroduction of ourselves since it's been a good while since we did the last podcast. And some things have been announced since then in terms of Euden Chronicle updates and all that stuff. But we're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to we're going to be doing that. Uh, we're going to be going through a top ten, which is going to be, which is going to be pretty fun and cool. It's, it's going to be our top ten characters that we've uh, we connected with within the Sweet Coding series. Uh, so we're going to be diving into that a little bit. Um, and some of the news uh, that's been going on since then. Uh, it's kind of like the most most recent news uh, when it comes to it but uh, yeah as for me again just you know building the building the channel uh, I've been streaming more lately at least once once a week on Sundays and we, we go through the rotation of, like wrestling revolution 3d and and the current game is like five dates so I'm, I'm trying to go through that as well uh, it's, it's a pretty fun FMV game just trying to get all the scenes and all that stuff but you know we've at the middle of that I was doing a Sweet Coding 2 playthrough, and I have, have not forgotten about it. I just once you want to do once you want to cover a lot of games, then like you just pile on that work of recording and editing and putting it out and streaming, and then you gotta plan that all that stuff together. But anyways, you, you, if you're a content creator, you kind of know that kind of what that deal is. So hang on, let me see. Um, so let's talk about the first piece of news, which is the most recent update of Euden Chronicle. Um, let me see. I'm looking up at the most recent email that came out today, basically. Um, looking at it, they were talking about the new backer store. Um, it, it basically what the backer store is, is, is anybody that's backed the project of Eden Chronicle, um, that may have wanted to get the, like the extra pieces of like content that they were providing maybe at the tail end of the, uh, the Kickstarter, you're able to purchase it, uh, like additionally on top of what you, you know, you put in for like the backer level. Uh, that you you know put in uh, so they're talking about the backer store um, let me see I'm tra- taking taking a look here um, anything that kind of stood out to you in terms of the backer store uh, Luca I love the fact that you know I have so many people that have dropped by the stream or whatever and been like man it really sucked because I missed 
the the you know the, the initial release of this i wanted yeah. to back it so badly and uh you know because I, I really wanted to be a part of that and like i felt really bad for people that didn't like hear about it because it did kind of come out of the blue so having that ability to come into it now and kind of you know help out that that way you wanted to get the stuff that was offered during the kickstarter that is that sticks out to me right away i like that a yeah. lot uh and then of course the when we were talking about the what are we talking uh, character about? profiles that oh yeah 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 quite interested in those yeah the character well, profiles um uh, the, marin, marin as, as i see yeah. uh as of most recent i i didn't get to see the the past ones maybe the uh, the last months did they uh, like announce any additional characters before Mar uh, marin no it was marin and then there's like a monster showcase monster showcase uh, i do see that like this yeah it's like this it's like a, a plant fish with a mouth but uh I, oh yeah i love the, the yeah the monsters that are coming out they're looking really cool yeah so i'm quite interested in that uh so those would be the the two the three main things the monster the the character and then of course uh just being able to go and back to you the chronicles yeah that's cool for this game that's cool did you did you get any additional like components of like whatever that they were uh, uh that they're selling in the new backer store i i haven't yet not yet well i'll be uh looking into that very soon yeah if 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 i'm gonna get anything it was gonna be the 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 companion game i guess i guess like the kind of like the what what were they describing it as like harvest moon uh type game style uh something like that something like that yeah so i was looking more towards that and that was towards the very end of the the kickstarter so maybe that uh i think they were mentioning about a about a t-shirt that's getting kind of pricey in it but uh uh, Mariyama mentioned that the reason why the shirt is so pricey is because not only are you you know buying the shirt, you're also kind of supporting the game project itself. So, yeah, give or take. If, if that's something that you, you have in your budget, by all means, and you want to support Union Chronicle, by all means, grab the shirt. Uh, I mean, if not, it's okay. You know, if there's anything that you want to grab that's in that new backer store, by all means, go for it. Uh, but you know. There's gonna definitely gonna be more new updates as it seems to be monthly updates uh, as we uh, as, roll as through. As far as I'm concerned, if you buy the game, you're you're doing more than your fair share. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to just the main game. Like a lot of yeah. people talking about, like you know the the extra stuff that's put into it. That's cool and all. I'm I'm so interested in just the regular game for now. Uh, we'll get into all like when I did a, a play any Suikoden, I went through the main story first and then mm. checked out all the side stuff afterwards. Okay. Uh, just because the main games from these creators is always so compelling that I mm. don't want to shift my focus away from it. When okay. I, especially when I'm first playing. When I'm first playing, I, I want all my focus on that main story. I don't want to ever leave it. Uh, and then my second playthrough is when we get into the, the side stuff. Is oh, okay. usually how I do things. Oh, interesting, interesting. So when you first get into a like Suikoden Sweet game or a uh, eventually the Iyuden Chronicle is, is just main story for you, until like yeah. okay cool that, that's interesting because uh for me in terms of a play style i have to experience everything all at once as i go through the main story so i'll, I'll experience the side stuff as i <clears throat> as i go through the main stuff like i, I do that with sweet coding I, i'm gonna probably gonna do this with you with didn't i do that with the yakuza series as well like i that's how i feel the whole well, the wholeness of the game for me personally to clarify to clarify what i mean by that is like Stuff like cooking games and yeah. fishing and stuff, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, in any speaking, and I made sure to get all 108 characters. Sure, right? yeah. And did all the side stories. You know, Final Fantasy VII remake. Made sure to 
you know, do all the side mission stuff. But when it came to, you know, say Final Fantasy 15, mm -hmm. fishing, that kind of stuff, I pushed that aside. All that, all that kind of stuff, pushed that aside and just went through the story and side missions and kind of stuff like okay. that. Okay. Uh, and it's simply so because I don't want to take focus off the story. I want to just be lost in it. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And and those those side things you can get lost in it. And I mean, like I I do that again. Like I mentioned. Blitzball. I yeah. It's Blitzball. Blitzball. Oh yeah, yeah. Tr either. I started doing this because of Final Fantasy X. I started playing Blitzball. Yeah. And I forgot completely about the entire game. Where the, I played Blitzball yeah. for Good. like twenty hours straight at <laughs> yeah. one point, and then it was like, what happened in the main story? <laughs> Wait, what is the main? Story? Like, What's the main game? Seymour. Who, who's yeah. that? You know, <laughs> right, like right. yeah, it's. Yeah, man, yeah, like whether you are training your initial players or you keep them as a team, family team. Like I, I kept them as a family team. Uh, I, I felt off. I didn't feel right trading trading them off to other like teams. I just kept it with the main and team. It's, it's it. a business. You, you it, get the best player available. It is. I mean, you can go that, that way too. Like I like in my heart of hearts, like I, I can't break them up. We got We got to build together. I, I just had that. That was my initial feeling. But like I could see just buying the best players and then just just killing the league in that way um <laughs> well, you know you know how luca blight does you know yeah, was, Saul and g was yeah. doing his job so you know we brought we in joey him and uh we brought in joey blight so yeah. well joey atreides who eventually came blight so and then you know it worked out i got green hell out of it so. there you go there you go exactly exactly <laughs> oh man um but yeah oh as we're kind of side sign tangenting like what do you what are your thoughts on the expansion for uh remake any thoughts there uh, I'm conflicted. Conflicted, okay. Uh, conflicted on that, on uh, because okay, so it looks awesome. Mm. It looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, the character, the additional characters seem fun. I like how they're tying in the uh, whole thing with Wu Tai mm -hmm. and the uh, other Avalanche members that are not extremists like Barrett. Uh, I like that kind of thing going along with it. You also get to see Tifa and Barrett when they were separated from Cloud, so I like seeing that as okay. well. But it's only available for PS5. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. in normal circumstances, I'd be okay with this. Mm -hmm. In normal circumstances, you know, okay, it's a way to promote you to upgrade to the PS5. It sucks for some people. I get it. You know, they, they're not mm -hmm. able to uh, get the PS5, and that sucks. Uh, but that's how gaming's done it. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Not a lot of people have a lot of money. I think this is a poor choice. Uh, whoever decided this, whether it was Sony, whether it was... Uh, you know, the Square. creators of Final Fantasy VII, yeah. whichever it might be, you know, you know, yeah, from Square, uh, it, it, or maybe both. I think this was a poor decision. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's it's not a bad decision. But in my opinion, right now, I don't think it's a it's a great move hmm. based on where we are in the world at this moment. I see. Okay. No, that's good to know because I have yet to play remake, and seeing how this is coming out, like I, it makes me want to bypass. If anything, if I'm gonna bypass just getting the four versioning and when i do get the five get i'm thinking in my head i'm probably gonna get like some sort of master collection once it gets it gets all put together or like whatever any kind of companion like oh there is compilation good news on that front so if you have the ps4 version say you bought the ps4 mm -hmm. version uh and then you go into the playstation store on your ps5 you can upgrade that's right to the ps5 version that's right. for free that's right that's right i, I forgot about that um, but yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I, that's cool to hear, like, what your thoughts on it. Um, okay, um, so back back to uh, what we were talking about in terms of, let me see. Actually, let's go ahead and move on to, um, let's go ahead and move on to the, the top 10. Uh, we were asking, actually, 
we made an announcement that we were doing recording an episode like and we were asking for questions actually and see what you're up to in terms of like your sweet coding journey because i know people either play this like either yearly or just like annually uh so we'd love to hear what you guys are doing uh in terms of sweet coding like content whether you're you're streaming it whether you're you know going through the games reading reading the books whatever whatever it is we would love to hear it uh so uh whenever the next time we uh record a podcast yeah we'd love to read it off we'd love to hear your questions and you know hear like what our thoughts would be in terms of the questions and all that stuff so um but we're going to go ahead and move on to the actually let me see there's actually an update on one of the uh psp games uh, that was announced a translation way back. Let's 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 dial it back like maybe a year year and a half ago, where a translation was released that was using uh, I believe like a Google translation, like with 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 its release <clears throat> um, of the Sweet Code in uh, PSP game that it was not shipped here in the states or not shipped here like you know on the other side of the world. It was just PSP like Japan and that's it pretty much. Um, so I personally checked checked it out. Uh, I was trying to play through it in the beginning, and you know, of course, when you play, like say with the emulator, it's it looks going to look more updated depending how your your you know computer can handle it and stuff like that. But I had an issue playing it in the very beginning section of the game because uh, every time I went through the f- almost the first section of cutscenes, it would like it would crash, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to progress through that. Even though I tried to save. Like right before, you know, uh, say right before and, and try to like, almost power my way through that. Um, it was buggy at best. Uh, like enemies weren't showing up in the first uh, section. Uh, so I didn't, I mean, I don't know what I was hitting. Like the characters didn't have their weapons. Like it was, it was very buggy as a, like a, using a, the Google translation as, uh, as like a version of the game that, you know, that can be translated, you know, if not able to speak Japanese. Um, but let's see, I, I'm going by the Ginso, uh, Supedia, uh, org, uh, Twitter and saying that, uh, they're collabing with Suicode and Revival and, uh, Twisted Phoenix to create a tr- translated and localized version of Suicode and Woven Web of Centuries, uh, to be, be able to play here, to be able to be understood here. Um, Luca, have you ever played, uh, the PSP version in any form or fashion of this uh, PSP I have game? Not. Okay. I have not. There was no translations to it, and like you said, the you know, you know, hearing from you mm. uh, that this one it, it was buggy at best when you had the uh, Google translation. Uh, so I kind of stayed clear of that. Uh, you know, I was hoping for a translation one day, and here it is. Yeah. Uh, so when it when I do get my hands on it, uh, you can you can bet your whole bank account that uh, we're going to be streaming that. It's going to be my first playthrough this weekend. People get to see my first playthrough of Sweetened. There you go. That. <laughs> there you go. And that's 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 going to be the fun part. Is like it's 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 a game that a lot of like majority of us like Sweet Coding like fan base has have not been able to play because they never translated it over here. And when people were trying to translate it, it they needed a like a you know some funding through it because it was it was probably outsourced to like just like a, a group of uh, translators and they you know not able to do it for free. They got to be able to get some sort of payment. Uh, to be able to translate um, and get this thing done, but you know, whatever time it takes for this, you know, by all means, we have we have time right now. Uh, so, 
uh, when this is like when this is ready to go, I'm I'm gonna be covering it myself on my channel uh, as I'm slowly gonna go through the sweet coding games on my end. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited that what that we're gonna be able to play a almost a pretty much fully translated uh, sweet coding web woven web of centuries uh, the PSP uh, game because we again we never played it at all and I hope you guys are uh, excited for about that because it, it's not. If you never heard of the the PSP version, uh, PSP game, it doesn't it doesn't tie along the lines of the mainline series. It's more more or less connected with the the uh, the DS game, uh, Sweet Code and Tear uh, Crease. It, it, it's talking about uh, portals and realities and that's stuff like that. It's not going to be you know true runes, uh, you know, and, and holy harmonia and stuff like that. It's it's more aligned along the lines of the DS game and they were they were kind of expounding about uh, in that way with like with the the DS game and and now the PSP game um, maybe there's gonna be a revival I mean you know Konami has a sweet code in store but I have my personal thoughts and feelings on that <laughs> um, yeah uh, but yeah so that's it that was just the the next announcement when it comes when it comes to a sweet coding announcement is the PSP game being translated uh, Finally, oh, there's a prosperity rune for you to miss. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, or like because because you kind of put that stigma on me of having the chef, I, I'm, and I'm yes, I'm, I'm having I'm having the idea of using a, a chef and then like whatever games the next games I play uh, of some sort of chef or just like having the non fighters in my group and just just go through it with that with you know with those games uh, and, and just go through it, it. Yeah, it's quite funny on twitch uh once in a while i'll, I'll get asked where's the frying pan guy yeah <laughs> okay okay <laughs> nice nice yeah man you don't know man i think it's you they might they might have the, the strength that you don't realize and just smack these uh these enemies really hard as you get the the, the zoom up uh critical <laughs> um i mean i doubt it but hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah i just gotta just gotta see and uh see an experiment um it's all right let's see so Okay, so moving on to the next part, the main part of the, the, the topic of the podcast. Uh, we're going to go through our top 10 uh, characters that we've connected with with the Sweet Coding series. It's, we're ranging from you know, 1 to 5. And uh, these characters that we connected, whether it's through story, it's just they're going through like, you know, their, their story beats of like, the things that they went through. Uh, maybe on a personal level with their backstory, you know, the things that how they are as a character. Um, so we're going to be going through that. So, uh, like I mentioned, we're going to be doing a top 10 characters that we, we've connected with. And it's going to expand span from 1 to 5. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and just go, jump in and get, get started. I'll, I'll do my first first one on top 10. Is a guy from 5. Uh, he had a pretty... He was pretty significant in the beginning, and then he kind of, like, he kind of went to the background, like, towards the middle and end of uh, Suicune 5. Uh, he just more, more or less that's that's silent, or, like, doesn't say much type of character, did what he needed to do uh, under the pressures of, uh, let me see, I'm, I'm trying to really remember. He was, he was he, I'm trying to remember, was he a Barrows gladiator, or was he... Yeah, Lord Barrows. Yeah, he was a Barrows gladiator, and he just he needed to do what he needed to do. But he, you know, he was basically under 
under slavery to be he was able from to, an enemy nation yeah he was from an enemy nation right. so like he just needed to do what he needed to do right basically to survive and, and live um but i i i appreciated his story i appreciated what he was going through uh just just almost following orders just to survive in a sense uh not like i relate that in any way but i just appreciate what he was doing and 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 kind of you know get, becoming stronger through it so uh, yeah, that's my number 10. Uh, what's your number 10, uh, Luca? Just an interesting point on Zagai. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if you bring Zagai to uh, the battle where you retake, uh, sorry, where you attack Stormfist, you actually can have a duel between him and Kildrick oh. uh, be- instead of the main character because uh, Zagai will pop out and say, hey, I missed my chance to fight this guy. Oh, Let me fight him. Nice. And Zagai okay. will come in and-, and clean his clock. That, But also, similarly... You can do the same thing with Belku. If you bring mm. both, they both present their case as to why they should be the one chosen to fight Kilderick in your stead. Which, mm. of course, you can still choose the main character to do, but I mean, come on, it's super fun to let Zagai get that revenge in there. Oh, nice, and Show nice. that he would have won. Okay, I may yeah, have missed really cool. I may have missed that uh, if that was the case. But that's cool. That's cool to know when I go through the, go through five again on the, for the next time. Oh, that's cool, though. Okay. All right, what's, All right. what's so your number 10? number 10. The Black Knight Pesmerga. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So why Pesmerga? Suikoden 1 and Suikoden 2. So mm-hmm. the reason why I'm picking him, a lot of my stuff is story-driven uh, based on like how people react to them and their stories and whatnot. And a lot of the reason why uh, Pesmerga was chosen for me was because of the mysteries surrounding him and his, his rivalry with Hubert. Uh, so, you know, Mysterious Black Knight carries a big crimson sword. Uh, he's, you know, of course, edgy, so mm-hmm. he is, his kids really loved him, you know, his gold trim, really nice. But his personality, you know, he's very steadfast, right? Uh, focused on one thing and finding Uber, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, you know, tracking down whoever the current master is. And he's not afraid of anybody, right? So uh, Uber had teamed up with Necklord and Windy. Hesmerga doesn't care. Yeah. He's still coming for you. Yeah. Uh, and then there is something that is kind of uh, interesting with the story that was given to you. Uh, it's it's on the speaking and wiki, so you can take for it, how it however you want. But it kind of delves deeper into what happened during the final fight with the Liberation Army when Uber was the head commander. Hmm. So now it does say that following the defeat of the Imperial Army outside Greyminster, Uber uses the Eight Devil Formation. Which is that uh, that rune he uses in speaking three? Three, yeah. Which is a magical, you know, it's a magical formation, and it would have confused the enemy during battle. But Pressmerga was able to see through this and lead the charge towards the weak spot of the formation, disrupting Uber's ranks. Uh, he found Uber. Abdul occurred. Unfortunately, Uber ran away after only a few strikes, uh, and then after the Torn Liberation War, he continued to pursue Uber. Loses track of him in Sweeted in three, and we don't know if Pressmerga is dead or not by that. So that's why he is my uh, number 10 is the awesome story between him and Uber and the awesome, uh, in, you know, mystery surrounding him. Cool. All right. Yeah. Prismerga uh, is, is pretty up there because and I, it sucks that his story is kind of left unfinished at this point because uh, dude is a badass uh, and he was just he was just gunning for um, for uh, now the names escaping me. Uber, Uber. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I full disclosure. I had the second shot of my vaccine, so like I literally am almost out of sorts from yesterday. Like I was really knocked out, and I just went through the body reactions of 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 that. But yeah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, Prince Morgan was a badass, and I would love to have seen like the closure of 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 that kind of that story arc between uh, him and and Uber. You know, um, was there anything else that came out like through like compendium books or? Uh, Not really. No, just after, it was just after like after two or like the the guidance. That was it. Yeah, they never really caught up with them at that, after that point. You, of course, Uber's story follows into three, mm. but we don't get anything with uh, with Pesmerga after Sweet Into. It's just kind of gone after that. Yeah, yeah, well, that's unfortunate. All right, uh, my number two. It's uh, weirdly enough, it's because I, I appreciated what the DS uh, Turkish game was trying to do, um, and I, I like the designs of, of the characters that they had out there. Um, the like my number nine is uh, Migan or Migayan. Uh, he was part of uh, let me see. He was part of the the Fur- Furious Roar tribe, uh, which is kind of like the the beasts, um, the beast tribe uh, that was in the DS game. Uh, he was uh, Delos' rival. Uh, he wasn't like the main like tribal chi- uh, chief, uh, but he was like the rival, almost like the, not the Scar because Scar was like you know like yeah, but. Uh, Megan was like more of like a strong rival compared to to Diolf. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I say that right. Um, but yeah, just just a you know a beast of a person, and you know with the strong attacks rivaling the the tribal chief of the uh, furious roar. Um, and then they, coming together once you re- get to recruiting mode uh, with uh, with Sieg and the gang. Uh, just being able to have that, and you know of course uh, uni- I'm pretty sure they had a unite in that as well. Uh, otherwise, you could just having having the uh, the the Furious War Tribal Chief of Dilof, uh, Dilof and 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 uh, Megan in one party. It's like it's almost overpowered. Um, but I appreciate. I like again. I like what uh, Megan's style and just I don't know. I I, I guess I had that, I had that connection of like being the secondary character of like a of a main thing. Uh, so like I appreciated that in some form or fashion. Um, but yeah, that's my number nine. But what's your number nine, Luca? Moving on to number nine, Suikoden in three, the other Black Knight, Yuba, also known as Yuba, I guess. Uh, the reason, again, why I'm picking him, similar to Pesmerga, is because of the mystery surrounding him, but also uh, who was not hyped when they heard that Yuba, or Yuba, was mm. a star of destiny mm. in Suikoden in three. Right, right away, you're intrigued right there. Uh, this guy, you know, appears mysteriously and vanishes just as mysteriously as he comes. He's very powerful. Uh, he's run on very few emotions, and those emotions are basically just anger. Uh, he, of course, bears the eightfold rune, a true rune of mm. unknown capabilities. Uh, he is one of the very few that you see in the game that can actually summon monsters, right? So, of course, Sarah can, you can, you know, yeah. he can, but Yuba also can. He summons the Bone Dragon in Green Hill and Sweet Kitty 2 against you. Uh, he, of course, has these, you know, this ongoing controversy with uh, uh, with Pasmurga. There's a big, uh, you know, drama behind this. Mm. The story of him is so fantastic. And the fact that he joins up with Luke because he literally just wants to cause more chaos and destruction because he calls himself uh, Chaos Incarnate, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I pick Uber or Yuba is because again people are so drawn to this guy uh, due to you know his edge 
genius and his, you know, uh, maybe not his Michael Jackson look, but uh, the rest of it, you know, the rest of it was great. So he comes in at number nine. The reason why, you know, I'm going to, you know, we might have some people that go, you know, why are these guys so low? Because mystery can only bring you so far. Yeah. Right. For all we know, uh, Uber stole his lunch money, and that's why you know, Pesmerger wants to beat him up. <laughs> that's really you know, what it is. You know, right. we, we don't know, right? So it, it could be lame. Yeah. So mystery plays a large part in it, but it can't be everything. So that's why they are number 10 and number 9. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Okay, so for my number 8, we have uh, Galleon from Sweet Code and 5. Uh, Galleon, he's that, um, that elder warrior guardian uh, type that I basically, when I played my first uh, run through of uh, Sweet Conan 5, he, I made him the tank. So I believe I gave him, what was the rune that was basically like all the attacks go to that person if they have oh, okay, that rune equipped? Yeah, do you, uh, do you know what that rune was called or... Uh, I actually forget the name of it right now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you got me on the spot. Yeah, uh, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so in terms of yeah, in terms of uh, for using Galleon, I gave that rune to him, so all the attacks went to him basically. So he became my tank uh, for the group. Um, so yeah, I had him in the front line, gave him that rune, so like everybody else was available to do whatever they needed to do, damage, heal, whatever. Um, but yeah, he was. But even beyond the the play style, he was that guardian uh, type uh, when it came to even even with the story beats. Uh, just being that 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 seasoned veteran, that uh, just that person that's been there like as long or even longer uh, than some of the the other uh, you know uh, knights uh, that were there. So um, yeah, Galleon was my number eight. And uh, yeah, how about you? What's your number eight, Luca? Well, staying with Suikoden 5, mine, again, due to story and mystery, is Zarase. Zarase, okay. So the reason why I've chosen her is there's so much surrounding her. Uh, and this character easily could have been up much higher in my top 10 had she had another game. Yeah. Had she had more more to, to flush out her character, but unfortunately only had the one game for her. Uh, but she's a very unique character. She bears a very unique rune called the Star Rune. Now the Star. Now this is uh, commonly called a true rune. It is not. Hmm. Uh, just like uh, the Dawn, the Dawn Rune, and the Twilight Rune were born of the Night Rune. So was the Star Rune. It's a unique rune, okay. but it is not a, not a uh, true rune, right? This is uh, talked about during the game very very briefly. Um, but this rune is extremely powerful. You've seen that, right? So yeah. Levy, who's like the the, the scholar, the rune ma uh, magician, uh, he's the one that kind of uh, talks about it, how it, she has a one-of-a-kind rune like the Dawn rune. So mm -hmm. that's where we get that. Uh, she has an incredible amount of knowledge when it comes to the the three main runes in uh, in the Queen of Felena. It, it kind of makes you question what her connection is with these runes really is because she is one of the few people that knows the secret of Jean, right? Jean mm. being the, you know, the ancient one that comes, that spans across all of the Suikoden games, who never ages a day, who has a ton of uh, uh, mystery surrounding her. Zarase seems to know exactly who she is mm. uh, and also kind of bows to her a little bit. 
when she questions, you know, Jean about the sun rune, and, you know, and the twilight rune, she says, I'll have to accept it knowing it was you. So she actually knows a ton of stuff. Uh, when it comes to Lanknot, she is somewhat of a servant, I guess. I don't want to hmm. call it servant because she she even says, are you giving me an order uh, when it comes to Zarase joining you in the fifth game? Hmm. There's there's tons more on Zarase that I could cover. She knows everything about the Sindar, uh, although she refuses to tell us. Uh, she just knows an insane amount of the Sun Rune. And her personality herself is, some people see it as smug, but I also see it as uh, she's holding a pretty big burden. Yeah. You know, she has she has this overwhelming knowledge of something that, you know, humans aren't ready for, and she's kind of trying to guide you. She's actually, I mean, quite nice to join you and give you her power. Mm, so yeah. I would say she's my number eight only due to the fact that we didn't get to see more of her. But what we did see of her was incredible. It was, it was really mystifying. So she's got a lot of mystery and story all tied in together, as well as a very strong character. So Sarase is my number eight. Yeah, she... She was, yeah, I, I would have to agree that she was pretty up there in terms of, like, just the depth of character of who she is. And, like, again, like you were just mentioning how knowledgeable she was in terms of the runes. I kind of, like, matched her up, like, almost maybe same status-wise as, like, her to Lechnot, you know? Um, just, like, the fact that she was just that knowledgeable and, and and yeah, she just had that aura against uh, with her. Like, maybe she she could have been, like, the opposite of Lechnot. Maybe she same like same level of some sort whatever whatever you can think about like headcanon you know whatever you want to you know think of like a fanfic um uh, Zarase had that that same feeling of a, of a like not uh, of a windy of um just being that that knowledgeable that powerful and uh yeah it, just, it sucks that we just had one game uh that we got we only had to see her in so yeah uh yeah i would have to agree with that uh that's a, that's a good number eight um my number seven, it's uh, is okay. So my number seven uh, is going to be going to Fuma from Suicoden One. <clears throat> uh. Fuma, kind of, uh, he's like almost like a self-taught ninja in a sense, right? Because he's not a part of the Hanzo clan, and he's practicing like basically by himself and trying to become a ninja of some sort or become become accepted of a, of, a, of a ninja. Uh, so Fuma is is uh, just for uh, for my number seven. Just just the, the effort that she that he put in and and, and kind of uh, the importance of, of battle of what he does uh, when it comes to Fuma. Uh, just just being able to succeed every single time uh, that you know you want to know what your next enemy like your opponent's uh, you know next choice is going to be. Um, but yeah, beyond that, Fuma gets a little bit more backstory in terms of two, just a little bit. Um, but beyond that, you know, wish we could have saw a little bit more with Fuma and uh, with uh, with Hanzo a little uh, with Hanzo as well. Um, but yeah, it, the the ninja starts starts to become like like finicky as as the the, the games progress. Um, but yeah, Fuma is my number seven. So how about you? What's your number seven? Uh, good pick with with Fuma. He's he's a very interesting character. Actually, if you check out his uh, his stats, he's actually better than Kage. Oh, nice! Uh, okay. If you want if you want to use uh, ninjas throughout your playthrough, which yeah. I've done before, uh, if you take a look at him, he is probably the best of all the ninjas you get. I do like their units. Uh, 
Yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah. Uh, my number seven uh, goes all the way back to both Suikoden 1 and all the way back in terms of years to Suikoden 4, hmm. Ted. Ah, yes, yes. The reason why I'm picking Ted, once again, I'm a, I'm a story-driven guy, and who doesn't have as much story as Ted? Hmm. Ted's history in Suikoden 1 mixed with his uh, his journey in both the you know prelude to Suikoden 1 and in his journey in Suikoden 4, having his struggles with the Soul Eater. As far as we know, he carried the Soul Eater longer than anybody else in the history of Suikoden, mm-hmm. uh, carrying it for 300 years. Uh, he's fought in, uh, well, technically only one war, but he did help out uh, a little bit with the Liberation Army in Suikoden 1, but... Uh, we got to see the extent of his power using this rune in Suikoden 4, mostly. So yeah. most of my uh, memories actually come from him in 4 due to the fact that he was just so strong and so, uh, you know, apparent as, as you know, someone you're going to pick, right? Yeah. Like when you're picking up your team, it's like immediately you're thinking, okay, well, we have to pick Laszlo, but at the same point, all right, well, Ted's coming. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> you have the you Soul know, Eater. You literally have the Soul Eater, so... <laughs> Uh, correct. He has a very powerful rune, but he himself is very powerful. Yeah. His uh, connection with Windy and and Uber and and, uh, and Necklord, his his ability to survive three hundred years mm. being chased by these people, and then uh, you know also dealing with the fact that he's cursed. Okay. I love Ted for so many different reasons. It, I could make an entire episode on Ted, mm. so <laughs> I'll cut it there as. He is my number seven. Nice, nicely done. Uh, okay, so for me, uh, my number six is from also from Sweet Code and Four, and it's Carl. So Carl is, uh, he's, he's an interesting one. Uh, not not so much of story, but just like he's. You're gonna start to see the trend as we go down. Uh, you know, you know the lesser numbers, uh, or as we go more important in terms of numbers. But like Carl is that hand to hand guy. He has a, a kick ass mustache. Um, has like battle scars, you know, on his chest and you know on his body, but he's just literally just hand to hand, just martial like fist, like hand to hand fighting, and he's just like I mean, he's a badass with it. And and I love there's a unit I'm forgetting what unit he does with uh, somebody right now, but he has he has a sick unit with someone I'm forgetting who it is. Uh, we it's like there the the partner section is is up first. Uh, and then Carl jumps in and does like this hand-to-hand combination, and it looks it looks beautiful, uh, you know, with the Sweet Code and Four engine because Four was like the most, you know, most beautiful graphically wise. I think uh, I feel like that's where the most budget went into, like the Sweet Code series was in Four, uh, with just with the, the just how it looked basically, and 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 the flow of all the the, the moves and the unites and all that stuff. So yeah, Carl, uh, he just he hits that that hand-to-hand itch that I have uh, for characters where it comes to the Sweet Conan series. Sweet Conan series. Um, but yeah, Carl's my number six. Who's your number six? My number six goes back to Sweet in one and two. We have the Gunner Clyde. There you go. Once again, story-driven and drama-based. Uh, he comes from... Well, he's one, the only guy smart enough to use the gun for <laughs> Fantastic there. <laughs> comes from the Howling Voice Guild. Now, I could do, again, an entire episode on the Howling Voice Guild. These guys are... Well, maybe not an entire episode, <laughs> but uh, these guys are pretty interesting. You know, when it comes down to, you know, chasing Elza across not one, but two games, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't really see it happen in, in the first game unless you bring him to uh, Rockland 
if you bring him to Rockland yeah. at the end of Suikoden 1 and go up and press X on one of the uh, tombstones, he will actually read out uh, something that Elza left him saying that she had already died. He's like, I'm not falling for that one. Yeah. So you move on into Suikoden 2, you see that whole thing happen in Muse uh, with, you know, the, the controversy going on there, and then he's chasing her around. Finally tracks her down, beats her in a battle that she kind of just let him win mm. uh, because she was tired of running and then revealed the truth to him that you know she was set up that she didn't actually kill uh, their former uh, guild master uh, it, it was it was it was set up and then he goes back and becomes the leader of the howling guild actually mm. uh, only if you do that that side mission so just based on his personality who he is in the game uh, his, his drama and of course his, his continuous story uh, and also being from Harmonia is kind of cool too Yeah, <laughs> that makes him my number 6 nice, nice, nice of doing yeah uh, my number 5 uh, it, it falls along with the hand to hand thing uh, theme, it's Emily from Sui Coding 3 um, being the daughter of Ronnie Bell and, and was it Mose? is it Mose that's the, that's the father? Um, or at least one of the blacksmiths I uh, not to say that she's she's a capable blacksmith because you don't get to see that. You just get to see her strength, and uh, the way the way that you were able to recruit her is you basically need a full party uh, to be able to recruit her at the first instance. Uh, maybe if you just had higher strength characters um, that you're able to recruit her, but it's it. A lot of the times when I see Sweet Coding uh, three streams, it would usually take like a full party of you know maybe like a mixture of not that strong people, but maybe have some strength. Uh, but yeah, but when you get to Get to like level her in some like in terms of her tactics and in giving her giving her combination attack and strength and accuracy and all that jazz. She is a powerhouse that is almost OP if if you want to go that route. Uh, and if you're if you're kind of trying to uh, level level her up and, and equip her the best as possible, yeah, she she can have a party of just her if anything uh, to be able to just take out a, a, a enemy like a party an enemy. Um, but yeah, Emily is just like that badass uh, of hand to hand, and um, yeah, if there was a, there was a seven, and you know people grew up, I would have loved to see what a, a grown up Emily Emily would look like and just be more badass than she already is in three. So yeah, that's my number five. What's your uh, number five, Luca? My number five, going in sticking with Sweeken in three, Sasurai. Sasurai. Oh, so nice. once again, we're going with with. You know, history and story. That's just a common theme with me. Mm -hmm. Sasurai is a bishop of Harmonia. That alone kind of makes him a little bit more interesting. But he also bears the true earth rune. Yes. Uh, this is an exceedingly powerful rune, which is funny. It's in contrast to Luke's true wind rune. Mm -hmm. Funny enough, they are, in quotations, brothers. As they are both <laughs> uh, clones of Emperor Hikosaku, mm -hmm. the high priest who runs... Uh, at the Holy Kingdom of Harmonia. Right. So that alone uh, already kind of uh, puts a lot of interest into him. Uh, he wasn't speaking into briefly, uh, but Luke did away with him using his true wind room. Having uh, Sasurai very... He's not just a, you know, uh, a puppet of Harmonia or whatever. He, he's very, very intellectual. 
and can see problems developing as he saw when he was invading Grassland, he kind of realized that you know there was someone behind the scenes manipulating, and that's why he ends up joining your side and ends up helping you uh, towards the end, and you get to see his awesome power. So with the combination of his incredible power and also just how level-headed this guy is, and again with the uh, with the story that backs him up, along with a little bit of mystery, because yeah, you, you kind of. You know, you want to know more about him because he is a clone of Emperor Hikusak. So you're, you know, you're trying to, you know, where does this come from, and you know, what's Hikusak actually like? Because if, if he's, is he more like Luke or is he more like Sasura? Is he more in between? Uh, but Sasura as a character himself, uh, I really enjoyed. And the only reason why he's not higher is because, again, same as Zarase, we didn't get to see him in, in any other games. Yeah. Uh, and even when he, we did see him in, in Speaking in Three. We only got to use him for a short period of time, so yeah. uh, that's why he doesn't go up higher. But that is my my pick. Nice. All right. Uh, so now moving on to number four. My number four is Fusulu. Um, is it confirmed that he's a kobold, or he's just he's literally just a man in like in a what a tiger's like mask? Is there is there anything that confirms that? We don't know. He could don't be, know. He, he could be the. Uh, he could be a tiger man. He, he could, could be, be just a man inside a tiger suit. Yeah, like it, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, if anybody uh, that knows that has the confirmation, or is more than likely be on the wiki. But yeah, Fusulu is my number, my number four, I believe. Um, yeah, my number four because uh, it's it. He just had. He was just strong. He was just strong. Basically, like I was, I was just like, yeah, this is the, this is the guy uh, when it comes to like strength and hits. Uh, but you know, there was a limitation. Oh, I, I, I thought we were being uh, facetious about this. No, he does just wear a tiger mask. He does wear a tiger mask. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, yeah no, no. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know you actually didn't know. I'm I, sorry. I was, no, yeah, he, he's, he's a man that wears the tiger mask. I, I was I was, I was, was half sure, but half not. So, like, I just needed a confirmation. Like, oh, it's just, yeah, it's, someone tell me. <laughs> if, if, I'm uh, sorry, I thought I, I was... I was just kind of being. Oh no, you're good. We're all good. We're all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he just wears a tiger mask. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, okay, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, he. May, I mean, he, maybe he was a pro wrestler in, around those times, and we didn't get to see that part of the, the world of Street Coding, of uh, pro wrestling. Mess with him. Yeah, right. Um, wearing just having dual axes, uh, just just slashing his comp like not competition, like his enemies away. Um, being able to eat a whole lot. That's how you're able to recruit him. You just have to pay his bill. Um, but he was he was that frontline soldier, and he was he was he had the strength of it, uh, of of a of a squad basically, and yeah, like that that attracted me to him. Like yes, like that dude's a badass. He looks great. Um, but there was not not much more else beyond that. But he was accepted into the Kobold Village. Um, but yeah, I wish I, w- I wish we saw a little bit more of him. Maybe like you know uh, some backstory with him, or maybe like just him showing showing up in the sequel. Uh, but yeah, that's that was my that was my number four pick was uh, Fusulu. How about you? What's your uh, number four? Okay, my number four. Some people might find this a little bit uh, odd, but she is in Suikoden one, two, three, four, and five, and wow. even. Uh, so yeah, she's in, she's in all of them. Vicky. Mm. Now the reason why I picked Vicky again is that massive mystery surrounding her and there is two vickies there's kid vicky yeah and then there's adult vicky and kid vicky is actually much more mature mm-hmm. so the reason why is again there's a huge mystery and the fact that she has her well the small vicky has a, an insane amount of 
uh, knowledge, right? She's, yeah. she's very, very knowledge. She's very, very strong as well. Uh, and the fact that I've always had a theory. Now I don't you know. Some people don't agree with me on this one's fine. I've had a theory that she doesn't march through the order uh, timeline wise. I don't mm. think some people think she goes, you know, four, five, one, two, three. I believe she travels with the player. Ah, I believe okay. she goes from one to two to three to four to five, and she goes back and forth. I think, I think she goes. She blinks through time. Mm. Uh, and the reason why I think this is because in Suikoden 5, she mentions that the castle in Suikoden 5 uh, feels uh, like she's been there before. She mm -hmm. feels like uh, it, it's, it's, it's very familiar to her. Well, we all felt that because that castle was very similar to the castle in Suikoden 1, mm -hmm. right? A castle okay. in the middle of a lake that was, very, uh, that was vertical in the air. Yeah. So I believe that she travels through time, not through there. And that's why I've always kind of liked her is the fact that you know she's a reoccurring character that never kind of really breaks character other than the the young vicky yeah uh, but she's actually very powerful uh both young vicky and uh, adult vicky uh she has an interesting rune and an awesome backstory she's one of the few people that will know all the people throughout this weekend game so that's why she's my number four yeah vicky that's a good pick uh my number three we're going we're uh winding it down uh to the top three my number three is uh, now it, it, it kind of breaks uh, the chain so far is Futch um, showing up in one, nice. being there in two, and as well as three. So there's a little bit of a story thing. You're seeing the almost you're seeing the journey of Futch when you see him in one, and then uh, as the things uh, happen in one, losing losing his dragon and you know finding a new dragon in two, and then you see who he he, he potentially becomes in number th in three. Uh, which it was great to see because like oh man people grew up and you know oh wow there, there goes the other the new dragon like it, everybody grew up and it looked great and he has a big ass sword and like that's awesome you know and uh yeah again you can have that brokenness if you pair up uh bright with uh with futch if you wanted to and like also with uh with man fubar and help me out <laughs> fubar and <laughs> Oh, Fubar and uh, uh, Hugo. Hugo, there it is. <laughs> oh, man, I was, yeah, Fubar and Hugo. Uh, yeah, just you can have that brokenness of just uh, uh, mounted uh, combatants and like additional strikes and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, Fudge. I just loved seeing the journey of progression of what he went through um, from one to three, and it was it was great to see. So, yeah, that's my number three. So my number three. We could in one, two, three, four, five, and tactics. You nice. guessed it. It's Gene. Oh, okay. Gene is uh, a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Yeah. Uh, at first, when you first see her in Suikoden in one, she's just some flirty rune mistress. Fast forward to Suikoden in two, you still feel the same mm -hmm. same way. Go to Suikoden in three. If you don't, you know, if you didn't know that Suikoden in three was fifteen years in the future, you wouldn't have mind so much. But you do know this. This is stated. So 15 years later, she still seems the exact same age. Mm, Weird, you know? Yeah. Okay, some people can just do that. Now we're going to reverse time. Yeah. Now we're going to go 150 years back into the past. <laughs> and, you know, you, you find that out kind of later in the game. It takes quite a bit to find out exactly where you are. They don't 
and yeah. do a good job of explaining it. But once you do know this, and then you run across, you guessed it, Gene, you're going, okay, what is up <laughs> What's with this? up, yeah. Right? Yeah. At least, you know, Vicky, we have an explanation. She can blink through time. What is Gene doing here? Fast forward a little bit, not just a little bit, 147 years later, into Suikoden, uh 5, and then you really get the mystery going. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get to see her, her uh, you know, interact with uh, Zarase, and you get to see her uh, meddling with the, the three runes of Felena. Mm-hmm. You get to see the fact that Zarase, who has shown a lot of disrespect towards everybody, respects Jean very heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one in three that we, if you had, you know, kind of delved a little deeper into, you find out that if you walk around with uh, Koroku the dog, yes, yes, and you talk to Jean, yeah, she says the phrase, "You're you can see me for what I really am." Mm-hmm. What she really is, I want to know. Yeah, so that's do. what I'm saying is, you know, she's this. She's not just a pretty face. There's something else with Jean. Uh, she takes you down into. Uh, abandoned ruins that are older according to her, older than the Sindarian race itself and has a lot of uh, experience with this, you know she has that uh, interaction with Esh there's so much mystery with with Jean and so much story surrounding her that just keeps you coming back and wanting more and it will bother people forever now, so that's why Jean is my number three as she's not just powerful in the party when you finally actually get to use her uh, and she's also got a crazy, crazy history. Yeah, she's our, uh, she's our Jean in the Sweet Conan series. I would have to say that she's our, like, our lady, uh, what is her name from Vill- uh, Resident Evil Village? Lady uh, Demi Ryuskyu? Uh, I, I haven't played Resident Evil Village yet. You you see her you see her in the pictures. She's like giant vampire lady, looking hot and all that stuff. Like she's th- she was that to us uh, for the Suicoden series. And she's like when and going going back in the past, she's just looking like more hotter because she's wearing less clothes. But uh, yeah uh, yeah. So like that was that was Jean's up for us and for for us to oh man, we wish that we were able to find out who she really is, but. Uh, unfortunately, we have to leave that to like our imaginations, if anything. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. Uh, that was your number three, you said. Yep. All right, cool. Now we're down to t- uh, the last two. My number two, uh, following the martial arts theme, is Wakaba. Wakaba. Oh man, I I found out about her my second playthrough of uh, Sweet Coden Two. I didn't really I didn't really use her myself. I just first time around, you just play the game. I, I don't I don't, think, I don't think I got all, all the characters in, in, in the first run, uh, second run yeah I got everybody and I, I found a, I found walkabout like oh man she's such a badass so he's like her attacks like she's able to attack like multiple times on one leg and and she's just using kicks and and she has a master that that's you know dining diving <laughs> somewhere else but and dash. yeah dining dashing and and uh, yeah when you put them together they have a, a great uh, like a, a badass unite just multiple attacks and just like yeah just you just need to be able to like just buffer up and and uh they can do some damage uh together but like you know single wise like yeah uh she, she was doing great and then you find uh, that you way the way that you recruit her is with rio it's like hey um she, she was like i'm looking for a strong person and rio's like hey i'm i'm pretty strong and she rio does a stance like oh and she's like oh that's amazing and then you recruit her right then and there um so yeah like wakaba like ever since I, I seen her in the second run of my uh, playthrough of Sweet Coding 2. 
Like, I'll like, oh yeah, she's 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 the one. She's part of the permanent party. Uh, but yeah, that's my number two. Uh, who's your number two, uh, Luca? My number two, speaking in one, two, and three, we have the other clone of Hikusa. Mm, yeah, yeah. So Luke is... Uh, I'm very interested in Luke. Uh, right from Suikoden 1, he seemed a little different than everybody yeah. else. I'm sure, he had a bit of an attitude, but he was a very young kid with a lot of power uh, sleeping down low. And, like, he was, you know, the only Crowley was a better magician than him. You know, he was so strong. And then you move on to Suikoden 2, and once again, he's in, like, the top three for mages. He's super strong. And you see that story developing with Harmonia and Sasurai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how he's connected to Lunknot. And you find out later that he was actually, uh, depending on how you want to look at it, either abducted or rescued yeah. from uh, one temple in Harmonia. But he's consistently throughout the story of 1, 2, and 3, which is the most prominent. Uh, now, he's he's very polarizing to some people because he did try to destroy an entire continent. <laughs> yeah. But through him, you get to see what the runes actually are he explains mm-hmm. what it is uh i mean this is something we actually could do an entire episode on is what the runes actually are and what they want uh but he shows you exactly what it is and why he has to destroy this rune uh and, and you kind of empathize with him you, you know you're kind of like you know showing some empathy towards him being like wow i never really understood yeah but also screw you try, stop trying to kill him <laughs> exactly uh you know but at the same point, he's got so much story to him. He's one of the few speaking characters that just isn't surrounded in mystery that wasn't flushed out. Hmm. We finally got to see it all, right? We see why he hates the world. We see why he's doing what he's doing, but he's still, you know, he doesn't want to do it, but he feels like he has to do it. Yeah. And so between being extremely powerful and a person with conviction in what they have to do or feel they have to do, uh, just really really makes me uh rank luke extremely high in this uh, especially being the only mystery left of him being a clone of hikusak mm-hmm. and what exactly uh will hikusak look like obviously probably something along the lines of luke and Sasurai, but you know it, it just ties back into the whole mystery of hikusak so that's why luke is my number two nice nice all right uh down to the number one uh so my number one <clears throat> I mean, if you've seen, I, I often say when, you know, like people ask like, who's your favorite character and all that stuff. And, and I usually go to this as like beyond the main characters. Uh, my number one is Pawn from one and a little bit of two. You see a little bit of him in two is Pawn uh, from one. Uh, basically his journey from where he, where you see him from, you know, from beginning and ending to, of one. And then like, you can see a little bit after of two. Uh, his was a very human like journey because uh like yeah he's he was there as a body he was there as a like basically a bodyguard for uh for tier and you know things happen where uh you know tio had to go up north you know try to uh you know make sure those defenses are, are set and so you know uh pond was one of the people that had to make sure tier was you know gonna be okay when he started his his own thing um and then something happened with you know you know with the revelation of Ted, and then with Pond like not wanting to like cause any trouble, he you know decides to re- decides to report it, and you know doesn't want to make any trouble for Tio, so eventually goes against 
uh, you know, Tyr and, and Gremio and Cleo in the group in that sense. And you, you, you don't see him for a while until you he gets called back uh, after uh, the Lapont, you know, thing is being concluded. And he, f he feels this, like, ache of, like, oh, man, I... I I don't. I I know what I did was wrong to you guys, but I don't regret the decision because again, don't want to cause trouble. But my heart, my heart aches because like, oh man, I went I went against you guys, and so you, then you definitely see the turnaround after right after that and what he was willing to do to protect, uh, you know, Tyr and the gang and and, and, and the, the army, uh, just being able to defend um, by himself against Teal one on one, and depending if you you know leveled up pawn enough or if you did if you did or you didn't um you you almost saw like a, a fate of pawn if you didn't you know level him up enough uh but if you did uh then uh then you were able to see like you know yeah he's 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 not perfect but you know he's just he's making his way he's trying to do what is right uh when it comes to you know people that he cares about and then uh then you find out like oh yeah he came back home because he needed more money uh on his journey uh but it was it was a great like conclusion to see if you know where he stood you know from the beginning and then where his journey took him even though he, he did some wrongdoing uh you know in the middle there but he, he kind of he kind of redeemed himself as well uh towards the end i would say uh but yeah that's my number one so who's your number one in terms of uh connected characters or uh, sweet well, i did make sure that this list was uh completely stars of destiny because mm. number one would have been luke of light obviously <laughs> so this is stars of destiny for anybody wondering why you haven't seen luca or uh, yeah. any of these other villains show up it is just stars of destiny that i've limited this to Mine is the Chuck Norris of the Sweden world, <laughs> George Prime. George Prime, there this, you go. This dude is probably the most influential character across Sweden's world, so that's why I have to go with him. Uh, he's known as Deathblow George in the English version, I guess in the uh, Japanese version. It's uh, roughly translated into uh, no need for another strike, so like mm. he, just, he finishes it one blow. One blow. Uh, he's been across all the continents, right? He's He's been as far north as the Grasslands. He was the former leader of the Ebony Moon Knights. Uh, he was as far south as Queen Mufalena, as we know, as he was one of the Queen's Knights. Mm -hmm. This guy was also uh, a part of the great six generals, not great five, because yeah. we always talk about five. And, but he was at some point before the Succession War, George was appointed one of the uh, six great generals in the Scarlet Moon Empire by Rosen and Rugner. Uh, it was during that conflict conflict he earned his nickname Deathblow George this dude has so much history surrounding him when it comes to tying with other characters like Farid and with you know even like Tyr's father mm. Tio McDowell and all those guys and then you have the Suikoden 2 where he kind of he doesn't have as much to do with the story in Suikoden 2 but in Suikoden 5 he's really really in there and of course you find out the history of this guy and he doesn't have a true rune. No. He's probably the most influential guy in all of Suikoden, yeah. and he doesn't have a true rune, not that we know of, at least. Uh, and he's just... He's so powerful, and he's just so... Uh, he, his character himself is just so confident and so calm at the same point in time. Yeah. It, it just draws you to him, right? So there's lots of strong characters that just... You know, lose their temper. Like Lapont, very strong, but would lose his temper. Yeah. Uh, you know, Victor, very strong, bit of a dummy. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
you had all these like super strong guys, but they always had these weird flaws about them personality-wise. But when it came down to George, this guy was, he's just so calm, so relaxed, and he loves, you know, being around his friends, and, you know, he's just that type of leader. It, you could argue that this guy could be a main character. Like, if you, if you wanted to yeah. have him yeah. as, as you know, a main character of a story, he might be better than Tyr, he might be better than Laszlo, or better than Rio. He might be better than these guys because everyone's drawn to him, mm-hmm. right? He's the type of guy that would walk into a room and immediately change the tone, and everybody would notice this guy. He's, he's incredible, and I think there's a strong reasoning of why he has so many fans throughout the, the Suikoden uh, fan base. So that is my number one, George Pride. Nicely done. Yeah, George. Oh, man, I would have to agree with you. Yeah, George was is a badass. He, he doesn't... He, he doesn't well. He doesn't have a room that we know, but he's he's just he was he was tempered in all the things that he's done to be that bit much of a badass. That, like he almost doesn't need one. Uh, he probably probably prefers not to have one just because he you know makes he wants to see what he, he's able to do. And he handicaps himself. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, if he handicaps himself, be, you know, with the eye patch, just because yep. you know. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh man. It's a reminder. It was just like, oh man, that my like, eye is hurt or like his eye is damaged. It's like, no, he's he's all good. He just he wanted to see like. It was a reminder due to, uh, he got as I said before, like had his personality it, that evolved, and he tells you that it mm. evolves because when he was younger, uh, he was very brash. Right? And uh... That's what got him struck in the face, and he nearly lost his eye. And Farid actually came in and saved him. Yeah. Legitimately, George says. Uh, he was in a vulnerable position because of his attitude at the time as a young man mm. and Farid saved him which is why he owed him and came to Felena in the first place but he's one of those guys that he's he's so strong not just physically but emotionally too yeah. where where and mentally where he's able to actually follow his friend's uh, last wish and kill the queen of Felena yeah. and then become a fugitive <laughs> He literally became a fugitive for his friend. That's how close-knit he is with his friends. That's how loyal this man is, that he will do whatever uh, if you're close with him. And that's mm-hmm. why he, you know, he does what he does. So, uh, fantastic character. Just They they really hit that hit it out of the park with George. Yeah. Uh, if there was if there's going to be somebody like that in EU, then, man, I would... Yeah, we need... We actually, we do need someone that that's like that uh, for EU, then. I mean, I mean, we could say that for all the characters that we see. Uh, that we have listed uh, for our top ten, but just just having somebody somebody that's strong and mature, um, yeah, I would love to see that come back in some form or fashion for Eden Chronicle. Um, but yeah, that is our our top ten connected characters uh, um, that we've we've connected with basically. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the show the the episode, um, guys. Uh, thank you so much for just hanging out with us and, and just whether you're watching or listening uh, to the podcast. Really appreciate you guys uh, for the support. I apologize on my on my end uh, that we haven't done uh, much, but again, content creators like once we once you get started on a thing, you know, Luca's doing his own thing. Like I, you know, I support him as much as I can. You know, I do my own thing, and you know, and it's likewise. Like we all have our own different journeys in terms of content creation, but every, we always come back to this. Of uh, just sharing our love for, for Sweet Code and, and eventually Euden Chronicles. So don't like, don't think like, oh man, like no, no, this is gonna be the last one or anything. Like we'll come back. No, to we'll this. definitely be back. We'll definitely uh, be also back. Also, I want everyone that, yeah, everyone that watched to this point, leave your top ten in the comments. Yes, I would love yes. to hear your top ten Sweet characters. 
Uh, it doesn't have to be Stars of Destiny like mine or anything like that. Uh, it, you know, it's, we want to hear what your top ten would be, and we'll we'll be back, man. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, no. We'll always make more podcasts. Yeah, no. The the idea is like you know maybe we'll, we'll either we'll, whether we space it out or we just yeah we just want to hear from you guys like what do you guys want us to talk about? What do you guys want us to like you know like dive into? Yeah, like like I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, just like what you guys want us to do. Uh, when it comes to the podcast uh but yeah we'll, we'll be back uh yeah we're just doing our own we're just doing our other stuff as well as well as you know doing the podcast but uh expect another episode like sooner than like would than than this one right now uh but yeah that's pretty much it for for me and luca uh luca where can they find you and what are you doing right now in terms of your uh channel and uh your streaming well you can always find me on youtube if you want the true king of island mm-hmm. luca blight <laughs> Uh, you can always find me there, but uh, we're very active over on Twitch, like daily active on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, we play through Suikoden, we play through Final Fantasies, uh, whether it's Brave Exvius or Dokkan or whatever. We play through a lot of different stuff over on Twitch, so you can find me. Uh, the King of Highland, we have King Luca Blight over on Twitch, mm. uh, all one word. You can find me there, and we'll have a lot of fun with uh, live on those streams. Awesome, awesome, yeah. So for me, uh, you can find me. Uh, the YouTube channel is Nerd in the Bay. Uh, that I do a variety of uh, gaming content. I'm currently going through. Uh, I stream on Sundays usually, and uh, Mondays is kind of like the backup day if I don't stream on Sundays. Uh, we alternate between Wrestling Revolution 3D, kind of doing booking mode of like seeing how I do as like as the booker trying to make this show like the the show that I'm doing like as popular as I can be. And um, and five dates. We we're just learning about you know the the, the main character Vinny himself, as well as getting to know like these uh, lovely ladies uh, that are you know kind of interested in Vinny and see you know what their backstory is. Uh, so we're currently going through that. Uh, so we do that on Sundays, maybe Mondays. We kind of all whether we alternate the games or we alternate the days. Uh, and then yeah, like I said, uh, Northern the Bay, the channel we're doing, we're covering fighting games, we're covering uh, role playing games. Like like I said, we're doing Sweet Code in two. Um, we're covering what else are we covering? We're covering a bunch of stuff. It's just a bunch of variety of gaming uh, over at the the YouTube channel. Uh, you can find me at uh, Marco Polo one seven seven. That's my main uh, Twitter handle. Uh, you can find Luca Blight at at Luca un- double underscore Blight on Twitter. Uh, just so you're able to like just connect with us and just you know just chop it chop it up with us uh, talking about Sweet Coden or Eden Chronicle. Um, and let me see. I think that's pretty much it uh, for what we're doing. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening, watching. Let us know your top ten uh, characters that you connect with uh, from the Sweet Coding series. And uh, until then, uh, we'll see you guys next time for the next episode of the Stars of Destiny podcast. So have a great uh, rest of your day or night, and we'll see you next time. All right? Take care, guys. Peace. See you later.